Thank you, Hedigal. Thank you for the opening prayer and for the warm welcome. Beloved, thank you so much for persisting in the presence of God. Thank you so much. We also want to thank God for the new day and especially that he has enabled you and me to be able to get up when we are breathing. I also want to thank God for the gift of rain. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. More so, we thank God for this new month. It's a new month. We don't take it for granted. One month to the media, it is by the grace of God that has brought us this far. And so we want to thank him for that as well. But uh, beloved, uh, permit me to, to extend a vote of thanks to our leader, the priest in charge, our only assistant, Provost Reverend Hillary, for the great work done as far as prayer is concerned. Uh, my brother, the Lord bless you uh, for, be, for being uh, um, diligent in your service to the Lord. As I, I woke up this morning, I had this song on my heart. I don't know how many of us can sing it together. Those who know it, that I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. If you know it, please join me and we sing it together. I know not why God's wondrous grace to no one unworthy Christ in love redeemed before his born. But I know I am believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I committed. I know not how this saving face to me in heart, no how believing in his word brought peace within my heart, but I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I committed, and to him against that terrain. I know not what of good or ill may be reserved for me. Oh, weary ways of golden days before his face I see. But I know I believe it. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed and to him against that I know not when my Lord may come at night or noon no, if I walk that well with him, or meet him in the air. But I know who I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that. I know not how the spirit moves 
convincing us of sin, revealing Jesus through the word, creating faith in me. But I know I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep on which I committed and to him against our Lord and our God, even as we do Amen. thanks this morning, Lord. We know whom we have believed, and we are persuaded that you, O oh God Almighty, are able to keep that which you have committed unto him against that day. Lord King of glory, we do not know how your spirit moves among us convincing us, convicting us of sin, revealing Jesus through the word, creating faith in you. Lord, we know, we know that you whom we have believed are faithful to keep your promise because we have already seen what you did when you promised your disciples uh, the power that you will send through the Holy Spirit upon them and he surely came upon them. And because of that, Lord, we are confident that all that you have promised to us will come to pass because you are a good God. You are a great God. You are a faithful God. We worship you. We honor and exalt you because you are worthy. And because we believe in you, God, we do not know when you will return. We do not know when you're coming back. When that night or noon day, know if we will walk the veil with you or meet you in the air. We have no idea, but we know. We know you have believed and faithful to keep your promise at the very end. So, Lord, speak to us this morning, especially as we, we talk about your promise, the Holy Spirit, our gift. I pray that, Lord, you use me as a vessel to bring it clarity to your, your word to your people speak to me as i speak to your children bless us all together this morning we pray in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. friends our our topic of sharing this morning as our sister has already mentioned but just say um for the sake of those who have just logged on our topic is the holy spirit our gift and it is coming from Acts chapter 2, verse 38, that says, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we want to thank God once again, friends, that we, we have a leader in Reverend Hillary that is really tuning us in just a manner that is led by the Holy Spirit alone. I strongly believe this is the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have just come from the month of the resurrection, the resurrection month where we were celebrating and also praying through and in the power of the, of the resurrection. And here we are in this new month of May talking about the Holy Spirit. And... Um, we know that Jesus, while he was here on earth, before he ascended to heaven a few days earlier, he, he instructed his disciples to remain in Jerusalem. When you read Acts chapter 1, verse 4, he told them, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. And he, he had, he's telling them which I've heard me speak about because he had promised the disciples in the Gospels that I will not leave you as orphans. I'll not leave you alone. When I go, I'll ask my father to send the Holy Spirit to live with you. And as much as he went back to the Father, he was able to still be with his disciples, this time not physically, but through the Holy Spirit. So he promised them that they would receive power when the spirit comes. We read that in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. 
that when the spirit, the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive that power would come upon you. And the context for this, I was sharing, verse chapter two, verse one. We see that when that day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. The disciples were together. Uh, again, uh, in obedience to the command of their master, they had to stay in Jerusalem. So they were together. And that is when the Holy Spirit came upon them. And when the Holy Spirit came upon them, a lot of things happened. The whole, the, 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 they were able to speak in tongues. One of them, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they spoke in other tongues. And um, many were standing by from many different nations who could hear them in their own language. They could hear what they were saying and they could hear and you know, it was, it was puzzling that every one of those who were present from different tribes and languages could actually hear the apostles who were Jews speaking in their languages. So to them, they, they were amazed that, um, that how this could happen. And the, we know that um, when the Holy Spirit came and that happened, Peter, I love this, Peter, the most timid apostle, the most scared one, he received so much power, that power which carried him through because of the coming of the Holy Spirit. You remember what, how his life was. He was the very first to you know, to take off and even leading others to give up on this business of, of waiting on the Lord because he has been disappointed. The master has died. All hope is gone and he goes back into fishing. And yet remember how, how bold he had been promising the master that nothing will happen to you, ever touches you, will you see what I'll do? And he actually went ahead to, to, to put it into practice. You remember when the, you remember when the, the, the soldiers came to arrest Jesus Christ, what Peter did. He said what he had promised to his master. He got a sword, he cut off the ear, ready to defend his master. But friends, when Jesus was finally arrested and things became very hot, where was Peter? He was nowhere to be seen. He took off in timidity. He went into hiding. He was nowhere to show up through all the, the journey to the crucifixion, um, whatever, uh, um, Golgotha. He was nowhere at all. The only time he shows up is when they are coming to tell him, man, he is resurrected. He has risen. But friends, to see that Jesus fulfilled what he promised when the Holy Spirit came upon them. Peter was able to preach the gospel. He preached to thousands and thousands of people. And the Bible is very clear that so many of, of a thousand men came to the Lord. They Jesus Christ. And so Peter showed them when they thought that these guys are, are um, uh, um, drunk this early morning, Peter defended it by quoting what the prophet uh, had said in the verse 17, verse 17, which says in, in chapter two, friends, in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams, even on my servants both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and will profess, and they will prophesy. I'll show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, praise the Lord. So Peter here quoted prophet Joel, what he had prophesied. And um, this was a confirmation that whatever was prophesied came to pass. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Now that gave, gives us confidence, beloved, that the one whom we have believed, he is faithful and he keeps his promises. Again, Peter um, told them in verse 33, chapter two, we are seeing chapter two. Peter told them, exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what 
you now see and hear. Peter assured them of the one who had promised him what sent the Holy Spirit, and he was it was fulfilling that surely he's the one who has ascended, the very one whom they had killed. Praise the Lord. Now, beloved, with that background, want to look at who is this Holy Spirit that is talked about. Now, this is a very, very common uh, uh, person who have talked about in church, every other place, the Holy Spirit. No one has not heard about the Holy Spirit. Now, this is just a reminder for us, but also to pray. This is a prayer time. It's not about um, teaching because it's something that we all know. This Holy Spirit, we know very well. He is the third person of the Trinity. This third person of the Trinity is God, the Holy Spirit together, God, the Father, God, the Son. And he, the one we're talking about this morning is God, the Trinity. I mean, God, the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit has not in the New Testament. But we know very well that he, exi he existed at creation. When you read the story of creation, you realize that he was hovering over the waters. Praise the Lord. This same Holy Spirit I'm talking about, he's uh, referred to as the giver of life. He gives the life. When God said that let us make man in our own image, he breathed in him, that breath, that, that is the, the spirit. He breathed in us his own spirit that made us to be like him, that made us created in his image. Praise the Lord. This Holy Spirit works in the lives of believers. You might want to read in your own time. Uh, the Gospel of John 14, 16, 17. He works in the lives of believers. For Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. But we know, we know that Jesus himself also promised in the commission, the great commission, that I will be with you to the very end. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit works as well in the world through evangelism. Now, note that I'm, I'm, we are looking at who the Holy Spirit is and bit of his works. We cannot exhaust it all. But um, just to say that he works, among other things, he works in the world through evangelism. That is why I loved that song. And I woke up thinking about this song we have just sung, there is that part which says that I know not how the spirit moves, convincing us of sin, revealing Jesus through the word, creating faith in him. Beloved, in evangelism, when preaching the gospel, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, the, 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 the only one who does the work for our part is just to, to, to tell the truth and to help people know about the gospel. But the one who does the conviction, the one who saves is the Holy Spirit himself. He is the one who convicts many of sin. And you imagine you looking back at where you came from, if you're like me, who came from a very deep, deep place of sin. And, and being able to recognize that I have sinned against God and this is purely wrong, and yet another person doesn't seem to see that this is wrong. Friends, that is by the grace of God. It is by the grace of God that you find it okay for you to confess that you have told a lie, I have betrayed a friend, I have done this, and yet someone who is living in it doesn't seem to see anything wrong. And in fact, if you try to tell them that this is, brother, sister, what you're doing is wrong, I mean the non-believers, they will tell you that you are judging them. So praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit that is work, at work in us that who have believed. The, one, the Holy Spirit who has convinced, convicted us of our sin and has brought us to believing the word of, of God and uh, put our faith in him. Praise the Lord. So how does one, how do we receive this Holy Spirit, beloved? How does one receive the Holy Spirit? 
there is no religious formula. There is no formula, but rather the, the only way of receiving the Holy Spirit is by being in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You just can have received the Holy Spirit only and only when you receive Jesus Christ. Because uh, Peter, Peter mentions um, uh, three things. No, no, before I get there, before I get there, uh, let me first make this clear that uh, when we come to believe Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we cease to be ourselves. We become temples of the Holy Spirit. This Paul says it very well in, in, the letter, in his letter, first letter to the Corinthians chapter three, he, where he tells us that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And also in chapter 6, verse 19, he tells us, therefore, honor God with your bodies, because our bodies, are, 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 after attaining Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he gives us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit automatically dwells in us and makes us temples. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a joy to know that you and me who are in Christ Jesus, are temples of the Holy Spirit. This is such a beautiful thing that unlike in the past, where, where the presence of God was only confined in the temple in Jerusalem, which actually was um, destroyed, this time round at the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, the curtain was torn hallelujah, that you and me at liberty to receive that gift that you no longer have to seek the presence of God in the temple in Jerusalem or today in the temple, at the cathedral, at any place where there is church. But you know that at the receiving of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, you receive the Holy Spirit. And you became that temple. And so the writer tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 that therefore let's approach the throne of grace with confidence to find mercy to help us in our time of need. So beloved, it's a beautiful thing to know that when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit at, to the disciples, he sent the Holy Spirit to us as well, who are now in him, that have believed in him. Praise the Lord. Let's look at our scripture, our scripture, or Acts chapter 2, verse, verse um, 38, our verse that we are looking at. Um, Peter mentions a number of three things, if I may say, but let's get there together. Uh, Acts chapter three, chapter two, verse 38. And this is what it says. Uh, it tells us, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Peter is telling us that you must repent, you must repent, be baptized, and then what happens? Be forgiven. Friends, it begins by repentance. It begins by repenting of your sin, and this comes as a result of recognizing that you have fallen short, you have sinned against God, and you are not worthy. When you recognize that, you come before God and say, Father, I confess I am sorry. I confess I have fallen. I have failed you. I confess I have walked my own way. I have gone astray. And now I recognize my sin. I come for forgiveness. So mentioning those three things, Peter tells us that uh, when you do that, you repent, you are baptized, and forgiven, and your sins are forgiven. After that, the Holy Spirit, that I mean you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we talk about repentance again, friends, a very good example is David. 
David paints a very good example. You remember what went wrong. I mean, what happened when he, he turned away and went astray, committing adultery, committing murder, and God sends the prophet Nathan coming his way. You know the story in, um, in Psalm 51, he breaks down in repentance. He breaks down. And when you look at the Psalm David wrote, it was purely a, a, a conviction, out of conviction of his sin that he had surely sinned against God. He did not play around, he did not say no, but rather he recognized and he pleaded for mercy, asking God to have mercy upon him according to his unfailing love. And he lived to watch away his when we come in repentance, we recognize that we have been walking a wrong direction, and in a way, you choose to make a U-turn. Repentance brings you to a recognition that you are walking in a wrong direction, and now you are turning to a right direction. Matthew, we have written chapter 3, verse 2, that says, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, if you know that you're walking in a wrong direction, but we are told that we should repent because why the kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven is near. If that means the kingdom comes before you repent, that means you're destined to eternal death. And so friends, repentance is crucial. In the life of a believer, it's important for, for us to live a repentant life. Repentance results in a change of action. You don't say that I have repented and I have confessed my sins. Like, you know, we say that confess, general confession every Sunday. And someone comes, of course, I'm talking through experience. The many years I sat in the pew without giving, before giving my life to Christ, I would base on that general confession. Oh, we confess you have sinned against you. Oh, you know, you know, you, 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 we don't, I didn't, let me personalize it. I did not take time to think about with whom have I sinned? You know, that general confession is good, brings us together as one body. But rarely do people take time to think about, actually, I am, I, I'm the one who has sinned against God. So I know there are so many people, and I pray that God forbid that you're here and you're in that category, that you confess every Sunday and after the service, you go to live contrary to what God says. You live in your own ways, uh, satisfying the desires of your own flesh. It is my prayer that um, God will surely convict us of every sin, that none of us will be able to 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 to, to harden our hearts and resist the conviction of the Holy Spirit to repent of our sins. Because the same thing is um, similarly repeated in Luke 3.8 and Acts 3.19, all pointing us to repent by turning away, turning away from our sins and be able to be forgiven. Praise the Lord. Repentance, friends, we can go on and on and on, but uh, let me put it at that. When the Holy Spirit comes, the gift of the Holy Spirit, he convicts men of sin. And the next thing that is required of us is to respond in repentance. The Holy Spirit convicts us and causes us to repent of our sins. Praise the Lord. The second thing Peter mentions, Peter mentions is baptism. He says, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Again, friends, now this brings me to the core of my, of my ministry, of my office. That when I see people and they are saying that I asked them, I want to baptize this infant, this baby is one month, two months, one year. And, and you can be very sure these people are very religious. They confidently tell you, I want my child to be godly. And I asked them, you're going to bring this child to be baptized just 
half an hour baptism service doesn't exceed an hour if it takes longer one hour what makes you feel that that one hour is going to make this child godly a godly child i'll give an example someone comes and says you know we have the the canons that guide us in this and one of them is that um, that someone to be a god parent especially a god parents must be must not be living in a notorious known sin and you ask the god parent are these people married is your god parent married yes he's married but he does is not wedded that's why i've not brought the but the, the marriage certificate and you ask are you really sure this is the kind of person you want to nurture your child he is living in um he's cohabiting he's not officially married and you are not sure whether he's going to to to, to marry that woman he's with or he's going to make up his mind and get another one i always challenge them are you really sure you want your child to grow up looking at this godparent so that when time comes she can also you know live with men or women without coming to church and and many times people don't see that because many people think baptism takes away the sins of the world and when my child is baptized the sins are forgiven it's automatic they are going to grow up and become a, a um a godly friends that is not true that is not true when we look at what jesus instructed us in baptism he tells us in in matthew 28 that uh, verse 16 where he says that all authority has been given to me but verse 19 he says therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of god the father the son and the holy spirit the first beginning thing is to bring someone to the knowledge of god's saving grace and let this person realize that surely i need a savior in my life when a person believes in jesus christ he repents of his sins and confesses christ as lord and savior and then he should be baptized but again for us because we baptize infants we baptize infants to the understanding that god parents must be believers i normally challenge them tell them yes as much as the canons are saying that we must have been baptized confirmed and if they are married they must be married in the church i go ahead and tell god parents they must be born again praise the lord because today many are baptized confirmed but living in the way that is not pleasant in the sight of god anyhow i am saying friends peter was telling peter tells us one to repent but then after repenting be baptized and what is this all about baptism is just a symbol it is a symbol that we enter into the waters proclaiming the gospel message and what is this gospel that jesus died for our sins he was buried and he rose again so in baptism we identified we identify ourselves with christ himself romans romans chapter 6 verse 4 tells us that we were therefore buried with him and through baptism into death in order that just as christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too may have a new life praise the lord so friends when in in baptism we i i we i we are identified with jesus christ we identify that we have died with him and have risen with him in a way of the, the, that symbol of the water baptism it is a personal public identification with jesus christ you are saying that i have heard the gospel i have believed it i have confessed my sins i have repented i have turned away from my ways and i want to walk with the lord and so i publicly confirm and and declare that i am no longer the old one i am for christ and i am not ashamed i am born again that is exactly what peter meant when he was telling the people to repent and be baptized because by baptized by baptism they were identified being identified as the people of the way 
the people that have believed in Jesus Christ. Baptism is also your personal testimony. It is your personal testimony and the inward assurance of your passage from your old nature to your new life. At baptism, you have you 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 are you as you die with Christ, you are crucified. I love Peter. I rather Paul in Galatians two twenty when he tells us, "I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live." What a testimony! That the life I live in the body, I live by faith. So when you come to baptism, it's a matter of us saying. I mean, in other words, we are saying. I am no longer my own. I belong to Christ and I am ready to live the life that the Holy Spirit leads me to. And again, now we're talking about the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. And so when that happens, we are told that they, uh, they, they, um, after repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Repentance and baptism leads to the forgiveness of sins. Praise the Lord. And once your sins are forgiven, friends, then you receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not dwell in a dirty place. The Holy Spirit does not dwell in a sinful environment. No, the Holy Spirit lives in the soul that has repented and turned away from the old nature. There the Holy Spirit dwells and he's able to do the work. And when that happens, beloved, we now, we see that uh, the Holy Spirit uh, enables us now to serve. Talk about service. You know, we are, we are not called to serve. When we, are, when we are in Christ, we now know whom we love. You cease doing things because I, you know, I just want to do this. I just like, uh, you know, my nature, I like helping my nature. No, when now you are in Christ, you know whom you're serving. I know, again, I know whom I have believed. You know whom you're serving. You cease doing things for your own sake. You now begin to do works of service because it is a response to your to your relationship with Jesus Christ, you want to, to serve him. Again, I remember when I just gave my life to Jesus Christ, that day I jumped out of the, of the pews, walked to the aisle. I became so hungry to giving back to God. I have, I have, a, I, I always amuse my husband whenever it comes to time of talking about giving that I wanted it to, as if I was, I was going to pay for the gift of salvation. I wanted to give my every best. At that point, I was doing the business. I had a, I had a loan, <laughs> I had a loan. And, um, and part of this loan, I had 1 million. I ran it very quickly, picked it and took it to church. Like I wanted to give God everything. I realized later that, oh, I gave what was not mine, but praise the Lord, I cleared the loan, hallelujah. Uh, when when you, you come to the Lord as your Lord and Savior and he fills you up with the Holy Spirit, you want to do everything to impress him. You don't want to impress men. You're not serving to show up or for anything, but your focus, your attitude, your mind is set on pleasing Christ who has paid the price, who has died for you, who has done what no man could do for you. Praise the Lord. And so, friends, um, at that time when I, I was still saying, uh, besides giving the money, I remember even when I was just as green as not knowing anything about salvation. Okay, I knew some, but uh, when I was not yet rooted, I would be at church every day at 6 a.m. Every day at 6 a.m. I want to make sure that the place is dusted. I wanted to make sure that there is no water. I would clean up the pews. Thankfully, then the church wasn't as big as it is now. So the, the pews were manageable. I could go around killing the pews. Down. You know, the pulpit, I always tell, tell my husband that um, one of the things that I got addicted to is looking out the dust wherever I sit in the church. 
not anywhere else, not in homes, but in church. As soon as I sit in church, my eyes go to the pews, my eyes go to, to, to the pulpit, my eyes go round to see the dust. Unfortunately, I find myself, I'm tired and held up. It's not anymore easy for me to do that. But again, what am I saying? What am I saying, beloved? Is that when you have received Christ, you have repented your sins and you have totally turned away from your wicked ways, you find a zeal, you, 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 you receive the Holy Spirit who helps you to devote the things of God. Praise the Lord. So um, how does this baptism relate to Jesus Christ? Again, I said that um, it shows that I, it, it identifies us with Jesus Christ. Now, it, it means we have turned from our old life, the, what I have already mentioned, our old life of sin to a new life in Jesus Christ. He, you, he, he, you, you did an exchange that is swapping. He swapped, he took, he took your place and he gave you his place. My place was meant for eternal death. His place, eternal life. He exchanged it for my good. Praise the Lord. Again, it means that we are publicly identified with his death, burial, and resurrection. I already mentioned that. And we, are, we openly join the ranks of those who believe in Christ. Friends, at baptism, you make a choice to become a soldier, to fight against And now I, I feel sorry for people that say that, you know, prayer is not important and they want to fight prayer. But anyway, I'm not surprised. They haven't got any there. They haven't received the Holy Spirit himself. They've been there, you know, just sailing in religion. But I want to tell us, friends, that once you are baptized, you sign to become a soldier. You join the ranks and you become a soldier to fight against sin. Now, the children are fond of asking me, especially the young children at church or those who meet me for the first time, once they get to know that, hey, you're a captain, you mean you are a soldier? I tell them, yes, I'm a soldier. Because if you dare commit any sin, I'm going to report you to the father and he will, he will give you chiboko. And, and, and um, you know, the children get amused by that. Beloved, we have all signed into the army of the Lord. And what is that battle you're fighting every day you're waking up? You're fighting against sin. You're fighting against the, the, the devil. You're fighting against the world. And these are not your friends anywhere, any close. That is why you cannot be a friend to the world. Friendship with the world means that you have no love for the Lord. You cannot compromise and be here. One leg is here. You're supporting the world and the other, the other stuff. And then you say that I still love the Lord. No way. Father, uh, 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 for, 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 for the Lord has made it easy to help us because you cannot make it in your own. It's not by might, not by strength, but by the spirit of God. It is only by his might that we can able, start, be able to resist the temptations of the, of, of, of the flesh, resist sin, and resist the temptations that come from the world. This is by the help of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, he knew. He knew how difficult it was for disciples to chant and proclaim the gospel and enhance the message of salvation. It wasn't going to be easy at all, but he promised the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, our gift. He is a gift to us, friends. He is a gift to help us do what we cannot do in our own strength. We cannot serve in our own strength. We cannot love in our own strength. We cannot forgive. We cannot do all the things that we are called upon it to do, but the Holy Spirit makes it possible. He helps us to be able to live up to the standard. He helps us and convicts us of wherever we have gone astray. Shall we pray? Father God Almighty, we thank you so much for the gift of the Holy Spirit whom you have given it to us, that we know when this Holy Spirit comes upon us. 
He produces in us gifts that we could not be able to bear in our own. He produces in us the gift of patience, the gift of love, and all these other gifts. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that King of glory, when your son Jesus Christ came back to you, he asked you to send the Holy Spirit and you surely, you responded and sent the Holy Spirit. And when he came, he came with power. And it is that power that gives us, enables us, Lord, to live in this broken world, to live in this uh, fallen world. We thank you that that power enables us to do what you have called us to do that we couldn't do in our own strength. So I pray for myself, I pray for myself, even as I pray for these, my brothers and sisters on the call, that Lord, you will, you will, you will help us yield to that gift. Help us yield to the Holy Spirit that you will be able to follow his leading because we know he leads us in when he leads us in places that we don't feel like we pray that we will submit like Paul did, even when he knew that where the Holy Spirit was leading him was death, was suffering, mistreatment and arrest. I pray that we will also yield to the Holy Spirit knowing that he will enable us to stand up to the end because you promise you will be with us to the very end of the age. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. Jesus' name we pray with us. Amen. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, thank you. Friends, I think we have had Captain Florence Aliganira to be loud and clear. Now you know in the secondary, I think from, right from primary, they tell us read this passage and summarize. Now, let me just make one summary of what Reverend Florence has, what I have understood from what Reverend Florence taught us. I have understood that when we receive, when we are baptized and we receive Christ as our personal Savior, because the Holy Spirit, I have understood, I can do nothing without the help of this Holy Spirit. I can do nothing without the Holy, Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a gift. Baptism, yes. But when I confess Christ as my Savior, I need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to help you forgive, to help you walk, to help you do the right thing, to help you pray. Because I, thank you for waking up. You think you woke up because you had an alarm. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit just woke you up and said, uh, Mr. Mtuazaji, don't say that today you are not going to work. Please wake up, wake up, wake up. Oh, Agnes, wake up. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is to give us the grace to move in the direction the Lord wants us. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, he empowers you to do everything. If I had Reverend Florence, the Holy Spirit empowers you. And you see, even uh, the other one, the coward, the one, the one who's like Mutuazaje's name, when he spoke, after the Holy Spirit came upon him, ha, 3,000 were, were, were credited to the Lord's account. So the Holy it I just have understood that we need the Holy Spirit daily. We need the Holy Spirit daily, hourly, minute by minute, second by second. That's why you see that when you're brought to a certain situation in the office or in the farm, wherever you are digging, you just pray like Eliezer, oh God of my father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Situation is very terrible to you and say that you see this this deal is like this. You really get to the summon the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, make me 
make an informed decision. And because, again, Reverend Florence said, we, we fight. We fight who? We fight the devil, sin, the devil, and the world. So the presence of the Holy Spirit is very important. Now, today, if you've never received the Holy Spirit in your bedroom, in your sitting room, in the dining, wherever today your altar is because it's a public holiday, I don't think you are yet in the office, even those who intend to go to work. Let us pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Okay, kneel. If you're kneeling, kneel. If you're standing, stand. If you're sitting, sit. If you're like Jaja Kiria, if you're like Andes, please sit. Let's first pray for the Holy Spirit so that when we open the airwaves, every one of us is filled with the Holy Spirit. Can we pray? Our God and our Father, your servant has right now taught us that we can do nothing without the help of the Holy Spirit. My God and my Father, today, this morning, this new month of May, the month of grace, the month of a second chance where the Holy Spirit comes upon us as we count the Omer. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I pray that, Lord, you infill us again. Not that, Lord, because we have gotten the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit infilling earlier. Lord, for today, for this new month, for these new assignments you're giving us, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill my, my brothers and sisters in this call because they have hungered about you. Lord, because they came, they woke up to enrich their souls. I pray that, Lord, that the Holy Spirit come upon the people. Let the Holy Spirit come upon your children. Fill that sitting room. Fill that bedroom. Fill that dining. Fill wherever they are. Some of them are in another challenging place, situation. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Open the airwaves, oh Lord. Ran down the heavens. You promised us that you will give us a helper. You will give us a helper. Let this helper today come. Let this helper today come to help your children take decisions, take assignments. Holy Spirit, let the wrath of the Lord come on. Let the wrath of the Lord come upon each one in this call that it will be different. Holy Spirit, come upon your children. Holy Spirit, fill, fill your children, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, enlarge our territories. Holy Spirit, convict me of sin. Convict my brothers of sin. Convict my sisters of sin. Lord, wash us clean. Wash us clean. May the Holy Spirit fill us, dwell in us, O Lord, that empower us, O Lord. Holy Spirit, because it's a gift, we don't pay for it. Lord, whoever has been, been thinking that for them they cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit, Today, surprise them in this new month. Lord, the Holy Spirit is never bought. The Holy Spirit is not given by any person. The Holy Spirit is given by God Almighty. So let the power of the Holy Spirit descend on us this morning. Let the Holy Spirit come. We, we ask, we ask, oh Lord, on behalf of your children, I ask, O oh Lord, today, as the leader of this session, Lord, your servant has taught us, cleanse our hearts, cleanse our minds, and let the Holy Spirit, Lord, where you had departed from us, come return, O oh Lord, return, Holy Spirit, because you, 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 you dwell in a clean place. Cleanse our minds, our thoughts, our bodies, our intellect, and come back, O oh Lord. Return, O oh Lord. Return and dwell in us. Dwell in us, O oh Lord. Lord, let, the, let there be a testimony, particularly on this teaching today. Let there be a testimony tomorrow. Let there be a testimony on the platform that I got in feeling of the Holy Spirit. Damare ko shekelerero, rabo shekelere magore toto, riko shekelerero, ramo de kesikaloroto, 
Hallelujah to the King of Kings. You are the Holy One of Israel, the Mighty One of Jacob, the one who ascended in the ascension, the, the one who, who is Abba. We call you Abba. Thank you, our God and our Father. In Jesus' name, I've prayed. My God and my Father, as we run, as we, we, we also received from Captain Florence, now you know why baptism and whom to. She has helped us how to help people, how to help others. Because you see, this work of God is a partnership. The clergy tell us, and we also tell others, we teach others. That's why we are Timothys to them when they teach us. So teach people about baptism. Teach people how to receive the Holy Spirit. And then who are the Godfathers and God mothers? Don't dwell in the issue of carnality that, yes, I want my child to be godly. When you don't teach them the godliness, start by taking them to All Saints International New Field, because from there you are, I'm not doing a campaign, but you see you the child must be from, from good foundation. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. The gift of the Holy Spirit is free. So friends, as we wind up, I don't want to, to water what Reverend Florence has. Desire, desire always every morning to ask the Father, who is your Father, the presence of the Holy Spirit, so that we are able to take right decisions. We are able to act. We are able to get boldness. Hmm? Sometimes when we are, sometimes even us on this call, Joy is looking for people to lead. Joy is looking for people to pray. Then you say, ah, for me, Canon Buire, that is this work. Alan, that is this work. No, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will have the power. And then you say, hey, is that me? No. Uh, you see, worship, that is Agnes area. You, uh, that is Harriet Nyapidi. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, even the list of the list, and when there is sickness in the com- in the vicinity, you just go and pray. They say, hey, where is the president, Rufina, here? Come and pray. And so please do the work of the Lord. As we wind up, let us pray. Our God and our Father, we thank you for your servant, Reverend Florence. Thank you, because when we come to this topic of the Holy Spirit, sometimes people get confused. Others are misled. Others just do not understand. But your servant has taught us this morning about the gift of the Holy Spirit, about how God desires to to fill us with the Holy Spirit, about how we must desire ourselves and be encouraged. She has encouraged us. I have been encouraged, O Lord, that everything I do, I must ask of the Holy Spirit. Everything, even when it's difficult, I need to make personal confession. Lord, yes, we make confession on Sunday as a general confession, but I must go back and crucify myself and say, what is it that I am confessing? Which sin, friends, which sin is that you need to confess this morning? Father God, we confess our sins this morning that, Lord, Many times we have not even asked for the Holy Spirit and we go alone, meaning we are not covered, meaning we are not shielded, meaning that the arm of the Lord is not in us. We may have a a bracelet of, of righteousness, we may have a belt of truth, but Lord, that is not enough to cover us. We need salvation. We need that helmet. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be put upon our salvation and so that we walk in righteousness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, our God and our Father. Cover your children who are logged in today. Cover their families. Cover their jobs. Cover their investments. May the Holy Spirit give them judgment. Lord, there are some people who have to take decisions today concerning work, concerning the people they employ, concerning the people they lead. Lord, if anyone comes to lie them today, let the Holy Spirit open up their eyes 
if those who are, who are there to come and take away their money, their investment, Lord, rescue, rescue your children, rescue your children. If there is anyone among here who has not received the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, let the Holy Spirit come in power. And Lord, let the Holy Spirit come upon your children. Let it be a testimony that when on the first May, I received, I was baptized with the gift of the Holy Spirit and I was able to take good decision, to take great care of a certain situation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, our God and our Father. In Jesus' name, I prayed. And can I hear amen? Amen. 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 amen.